Welcome to the NBA Hang Time. I'm your boy, Mr. Bradstone, here with the one, the only, at Bat T-Ball. Hey, guys. Gonna do some NBA. Yep, get ready for the NBA, All-Star Weekend, all that good stuff. This is presented by the Heated Waves Network podcast, so uh, stay tuned to those episodes as well, as long as our NBA Hang Time ones. Today's all NBA, and I'm gonna go right out the bat. We're gonna go right to this crazy, everybody's talking about it. I know you probably heard enough of it, but we're gonna give our take on it. Anthony Davis trade. Uh, rumors and the trade deadline comes up on February 7th. T-Ball? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, everybody's been talking about this trade. It, it seems like nowadays if a uh, big player wants a um, you know a trade or something's coming up on the trade deadline and some, one of these superstar players wants something done, the media is going to me- definitely uh, help you along the way with making sure it does get done. Absolutely. They do it all the time. That's what pushes out everything to get people to be like, oh, really? That's what this guy wants? Or this guy wants to do that? It's like the media literally pressures the team that they're on currently to trade them. It's like they pressure them into submission with this media press. So it's, it's been kind of crazy just with the media. But, yeah, Anthony Davis, I mean, he's a great player to have. I mean, he averages... He's only 25. Yeah, and he averages a double-double basically every game. He's averaging 29.3 points per game, 13.3 rebounds per game, a um, little under five uh, assists per game. Um you know, and obviously I think the big talks lately is here with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, there's a few other teams interested, the Celtics and the Knicks and the 76ers, but looks like he's kind of leading the towards playing with good old LeBron because, you know, LeBron can't win it by himself. Got to go out there and get that superstar. Yeah, I mean, we've said it a million times. Um, not only if he goes to the West, he's not going to do as well, but... Uh, you know, and it's what's funny is he, they've already got a pretty decent team. It's not like their team sucks by any means. Like, everybody on their team is a well-known player right and now. And they're a draft and develops. That, those those three core guys, Kuzma and um, Lonzo and uh, the other guy that they were talking about getting rid of. I mean, they're sitting ninth in the West at 26 and 25. Um, you know, obviously with LeBron being hurt, they're not doing that well either. He's missed. 18 games so far or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be 18 by this Thursday when they said he actually might play. So, yeah, I mean, with him missing a bunch of games, it's kind of all situational at this point because if we're looking at even, you know, trading to the Lakers, who are a horrible team, like they said we like we said they would be. And I did say, again, I'm going to restate this, that I said that they're going to have at least 40 losses, and they're at what right now? What was their 26 rate? and 24. Yeah, all I need is 14 more, baby. So, yeah, if they, they do have a situation with Los Angeles, if Anthony Davis goes to L.A., they would have to give up Brandon Ingram. That's the other guy. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, and Caldwell Pope, and a 2020 first-round draft pick in order to get him. Well, you absolutely have to give up a first-round draft pick for a guy like that. And that doesn't even really hurt the team until next year. But here's a little funny thing is that the Pelicans don't have to even do anything right now. They don't have to trade him right now because he's actually, uh, they have him under contract for another basically year and a half, and uh, he's not—he's on a non-expiring contract, so they don't really have to do anything, listen to any, they can listen to all these offers and, you know, reel them all in and be like, yeah, that's the best one, but they don't have to do anything until the actual offseason in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, they definitely uh, said in a source where they were talking about, yeah, we're, we're going to do this on our time. Um, how we want to do it and what we think is best for our ball club. And that goes to what I'm saying because they they have the ball in their court. You so, definitely want to make sure you get the best out of this one player because they don't have really anybody else over there. And that's my thing. Uh, let me ask you this. 
since the deadline's the 7th, do you think they'll actually trade him? Or are they just trying to get some offers and just trying to get everybody riled up to be like, mm, let's see what we can get? Because he's not going to sign a contract extension. Anthony Davis already said that. Do you think they're going to pull the Steelers on him? Uh, I don't think they're that dumb because he's that franchise right now. But he's he's not the guy that's going to take him because he's always injured. So uh, you can't – I mean, he's injured now, right now. He's, he's still playing through injuries, but he's injured. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to get some stuff out of him. But I just, He is a risk. I don't know if they, they'll even deal him before the, the trade deadline, but unless LeBron James makes it happen, I think. I mean, like I said, you, you got these people out here that were talking about how he's going to go to the Lakers, and, like, you're – that's all you're, you know the Lakers are going to give him a lot of money. He's got works with the Knicks, uh, Portland Trailblazers, Houston Rockets, um, Washington. I think there's even talks with Boston that um, oh yeah that was going to. But you know these these teams would have to give up a lot for him, and you're talking about giving up a lot for a player like you said who's injured right now. He's not playing. Well, he's playing. He's just not playing to his full potential. And, and here and there, he has been missing games. So you're correct on that as well. Right. But, yeah, I mean, still averaging that double-double, though. I mean, you know, Ky we got Kyrie wanting to play in L.A. if Anthony Davis goes over there. Well, of um, course. Why wouldn't he? That would be a big three. LeBron, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis. I mean, that's that's a stacked team right there. That's a, that's a big three again. I mean, imagine if he just goes to Houston the way um, – you know, Harden's putting up these huge numbers right now. I mean, really all they'd have to give up is Capella and Gordon and a first round draft pick in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know if Anthony Davis would want to go there because how is James Harden's not gonna share the rock. Big, Look what he's doing. It seems like it, it's been a long time since a big man's gotten love down in Houston anyways. Or really anywhere unless you were like Shaq or uh, Andrew Bynum at the same point, but look where they went. Yeah. Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I just don't see him being a good fit into their scheme. Um, you know, Houston's trying to be like a Warriors in one of those shooting ball Making clubs. a dynasty. Yeah. Um, but, or Clay, yeah, sorry. Where's Clay Thompson going to go? Um, is he going to go to L.A.? There was talks of that. There was talks of them putting this another superstar team together with Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, and LeBron. So like, imagine would... if that is put together. Like it just won't even be fair. And even if you do that, who's to say when you get that team together, either at the start of next year or even in playoff contention this year, that they're going to do any better than what they are doing right now? And there's still the question: Are they going to even get to the playoffs? Right. And because, well, one, you have to have team chemistry to do anything, right? And yeah. Those guys don't have that. I mean, it's all speculation. Who's to say, you know, these, these this powerhouse team would even be that good? And like, you can talk like it's been that good, but we've seen it before not work out. So, um, but yeah, it's just another one of those conversations where it's like, here we go. This is exactly what I've been talking about. Like, first of all, why does LeBron James need a superstar team around him? He's the GOAT, right? Right. He's right. the motherfucking That's what they say. supposed greatest of all time, but he needs these superstars to come around him. And also doesn't help the fact that Rich Paul, who is LeBron James' agent, is also the same uh, agent for Anthony Davis. Wow, that makes a huge like twist of turns and events now that you said that. Because if some guys that are, that are listening out here don't know that. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Really? Oh, uh, okay. So now he's definitely gonna go to the fucking Lakers. All right. Okay. Well, we might as well just say he's gonna go to the Lakers then. If he's got the same, 
I mean, agent. You, you could. You definitely How could. How easy would that be, though? You know, you sit down with LeBron, both of them at the same time, both of your guys, you know, he's the agent of both those guys, and he's like, oh, let's work something out, and you guys can both just rake in the dough. I mean, I'm sure under the table Magic Johnson could fit, make it work, but on paper, they'd have to make it to where, you know, LeBron James is now taking a pay cut or somebody's... I mean, you're giving up some people that are making some good money. I mean, I don't, I don't see it making much sense... Um, I mean, I see it making sense giving up Lonzo. He's been kind of a bust, unlike his daddy said he would be. <laughs> um, like most people, I think, said they would be. But giving up Brandon Ingram. Very good, very good ball handler. I mean, that's somebody you would think you'd want to keep. He's been bouncing around in the league lately. Like, he's been into, I bet, four different teams in the last two or three years. Hell, he played for, I still played think for my he's Bucks. Beast. Yeah, he played for my Bucks as a great point guard out there, a guard, I should say. But. Um, it's just, it's just a crazy situation, but yeah, it's all speculation too. But yeah, with that whole having the same agent thing, there's definitely high possibility that if he does go anywhere and the Pelicans were looking to do something with him, it most likely would be LA. But there'd have to be a lot done in that organization to get something like this done. And like I said, I just think it'd be a bunch of shit. Like I'm tired of seeing that. You're like, dude, you're, you're the greatest of all. Did Michael Jordan or Larry Bird, fucking all them team, they played with the same guys every fucking year. There was my, one major, one tiny little trade that wasn't that big. It wasn't no superstars bouncing over here, bouncing over there. It's ridiculous. And like, I'm tired of seeing it. Like I said, you already wrecked the East doing that. And then you, you wreck the West doing that. It's just like, go, oh, dude. Like. Well, let me throw this stat out there. I mean, you were talking about it earlier. <clears throat> okay. In the NBA since 1947, there's only been nine sweeps in the NBA Finals. Nine in 70 years of basketball. So, with that That's said... crazy. Only nine in 70 years exactly, of basketball? Exactly. Only nine. These are final sweeps? Yes, final sweeps only. I'm getting at is that the fact that LeBron owns two of those final sweeps. He was two swept twice. Nine. Once by the Spurs, and then obviously last year by the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Now, where I'm going at with that, those years... That he got swept, he had no powerhouse teams. That goes to show you LeBron James cannot win without getting all these superstars on his team. With Anthony Davis, I guarantee he gets him. Yeah. He's gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna work out a deal because the Lakers are tired of losing. They've had like four or five losing seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. But with that said, that nope. tells you that he can't do it with, and by himself. A huge market. He cannot do it by himself with just that stat alone that we were talking about earlier. So I had to throw that out there because that makes a big difference here. You know what's crazy? Is there was not only a whole argument that when LeBron got sweeped after that first one, which is the craziest, is LeBron's not only got swept that first one, but they're saying, oh, Jordan's never been swept. Absolutely. Kobe's never been swept. Never. LeBron's been swept, not once, but twice. Right. Out of nine times in a 70-year span. In NBA history, he owns two of those nine. So it's like, yeah, you can get there because you played in the East when the garbage, or when the East is fucking garbage. And like, not only that, but stacked teams got you those other ones where you didn't get swept. Three. So that's what he's going to do again here. Whatever, I'm not worried about Worst finals record anyways. Right. He can go all he wants if he's just going to keep losing. I don't know if that makes you the greatest of all time, but in my <laughs> opinion, it doesn't. He can go all you fucking want and suck dick. No. I don't really Let's care. move on to these other trade rumors. I got a few of them out there. Of course, like I was saying, uh, the Knicks will explore Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant if Durant opts out of his contract this offseason. Yeah. Why would why would Kevin Durant want to do that? I get you, you, you know... You're See, winning all these games, but why would you want to go to the Knicks that haven't done much in a long time? You know, it's crazy because he said, you know, I plan on being in, um, uh, you know, Golden State for a while. 
Uh, and now he's talking about going somewhere else, and you know what it probably, probably is, is he's already got his championships. He's already got his championships, and now he just wants the payday. Yeah, because uh, we were just reading in, a, in an interview <clears throat> just the other day, Kevin Durant said, I'm just here to uh, next year, whenever my contract expires, I'm here to look for the people that are going to pay me the most because I'm trying to stack my money and play basketball. So that goes right with what you just said. He's already won his championships. Now he's just playing for money. Yeah, he's a part of a dynasty now. So he's basically ended his, I wouldn't say ended, but accomplished what he's wanted to accomplish, MVP, MVP. Um, you know, NBA championship. Those are what guys Finals MVP. For. I'm sure he was one of those. I'm pretty sure <clears throat> the last one. And his numbers are high enough to put him in, you know, the score leaders. And, and he'll get paid leaders. somewhere else. Yeah. Because they're splitting up a lot of money in Golden State between him and Curry and Clay Thompson. And, and now Boogie Cousins is over there. And I think he's just a lot of money. I think he's just trying to coast right now. Um, Wouldn't you? I mean, all those terrible, struggling years in the Thunders. When he was there, and they just couldn't make it. I mean, they'd make the playoffs. They just couldn't beat those powerhouse teams. So then he joins them, wins three. Now he's just like, you know what? I'm just here to make money and play my game of basketball. I love playing basketball, but I love money too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Golden State's going to pay them whatever they want. The real question over in Golden State is, if you want to keep him, you obviously got to pay him what he's worth. Which, obviously, who you want to pay first? Kevin Durant yeah, who's gonna, or Clay Who's going to let walk? They're going to let Clay Thompson walk. Yeah, so Clay Thompson, you know, with that whole speculation of him going to L.A., I mean, that might not be possible, but there's another question where he, he might go. Here's here's something I found interesting, too, in these trade rumors, and I don't know why he wants to go back to being the backseat guy to LeBron, but Kyrie Irving said he's genu- genuinely interested in reuniting with LeBron James in L.A., yeah, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. Why, I mean, why would you want to take the back seat to that guy again? We just had this big old blow up on the internet, you know, about him talking about, you know, oh, I want to be the leader. Nobody yeah, yeah. listens to me. It's because you're a fucking dickhead. And LeBron James knows you're a dickhead. That's why you had to apologize to him. Now you want to go play with him again? Yeah. So I think he's at the point of like, well, fuck it. Stay in Boston. They're gonna right? be a fucking very NBA good. Finals team like almost every year. They're very good. They're gonna be a playoff team every year from here for a while. As long as they keep their shit together and everybody can stay healthy. But I don't see why he'd want to leave there. I mean, I know he's going to be a free agent, um, but still, like, they better stay pay in him. Boston. Yeah, get your money. You're going to get your championship. I mean, I know like, at least make you've got one already, but, you know, if you want to be the player, you think, I guess if you want to be the player, everybody, because I know you want him to think you're this great player. If you want the people to think that, then you're going to have to stay with a dynasty team like you know, Boston, and, and make sure you, you get your wins over there. Don't go somewhere else, especially under LeBron James. I'm not saying that just because I don't want to see LeBron James win. I'm just saying that if you're going to be a smart basketball player, stay in the East Conference, now LeBron's in the West. Absolutely. That way you can say you beat the best. There you go. Uh, two more. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., the, he plays for the Knicks, and his dad was just a phenomenal player. The Knicks are trying uh, to uh, trade away to clear up some salary cap space for future big-name signings. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why there was talks with New York as well, because New York, if they wanted that trade, they'd have to get not a, not only a Hardaway Jr., uh, but Porzingis with a 2019 first-round draft pick also. Well, Tim Hardaway, this year he's set to make $18.2 million, and next year it would be $19 million. So I'm looking to deal him if I'm trying to trade for either... Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, or whoever may be out there to get. I, I'm offering up Tim, Tim Hardaway to buy out his contract as well because I'm not trying to pay that to a guy that you're not as good as your dad was, but you are a very good point guard. You're just not that $19 million caliber to me. You're more like a $10 million guy to me, if not less than that. 
Yeah. So, and this is the juiciest of all. I, I mean, this is crazy. J.R. Smith of the Cavs. Everybody remembers him. Mr. You know, Forget. Yeah, you know, played with LeBron and all that good stuff in Cavaliers. He's saying he wants to go, and also the Rockets and Pelicans have expressed interest, but he's accusing the Cavs of tanking this year, trying to get a better pick, all that stuff. And so he wants out. He's throwing them under the bus. He wants out. And uh, like I said, uh, there's interest from uh, the Rockets and Pelicans. And J.R. Smith, is, he's, he's like a bench guy. He comes, you know, six-man, real good six-man. Well, he did he start for Cleveland, didn't he? He did a little bit, and then he also was six-man as well before. So he, he, he comes and plays when he fucking wants to. He's one of those guys that piss you off that have talent but don't always play to their full ability. Well, that's apparent from not not only not remembering that you're up, but there's little time on the fucking clock, dude. People have probably never forgiven for that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably another reason wanting out of Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's this All Star game's gonna be exciting to move, get to uh, watch this year, I think. Yeah, the finally. New rules and you know, I hear Steph Curry and uh, Seth Curry, his bro, bro. Um, they're gonna be battling each other in the three point contest, so I, I kind of want to see that. Which, speaking of Steph Curry breaking another record the other day, what was that? Um, so he has become the only player in NBA history to have 200 plus three point field goals made in the cons- in seven consecutive seasons. Jesus Christ! So that's that's 1,400 made threes. Like you were saying uh, when we were talking about when he's going out, he just moved up into a new spot in the uh, three-point record. Uh, you are talking about, oh, he's going to break that number one really Yeah, because he's, he's only like 500 behind. Yeah, because if he keeps three doing seasons. it like this. Like, Averaging 200, that's three seasons. Yeah, that's insanity. Like, that's a lot of threes, mate. Even to be attempting, it's like, good God. And where he attempts it from, I saw this crazy stat. Like, he makes 85% of his three-points from outside the average three-point arc. So it was like, <laughs> how far is the three-point line? It's 30-something feet. It's quite a, quite a ways out there. So I think well, it was 30 like... Feet, 31? Yeah, I think 32 to 34 feet out, he makes 85% of his shots as compared to inside that number. He's only made like like 50%. Oh, no, only half. It, it only was, half it, threes, but still. It was fucking crazy, some kind of crazy number. But to be shooting the ball from that far, but... All-Star Weekend? Yeah, All-Star Weekend. Uh, well, here's some more uh, three-point contest guys I actually found out. Uh, Dirk Nowinski might actually be in it. Oh. They were talking about, which he's always been a great three-point guy. Uh, Damian Lillard, he's not getting enough love down there with the Blazers. He's doing everything for the team. Yeah, I think he's, he's averaging like, like 28 he's, points he's a game. He's been being blackballed for that All-Star game starting. Now. Absolutely. Awesome. And then uh, Buddy Heald of the... Uh, the uh, Sacramento Kings is also balling this year, and he's going to be in it. Those are the five that we know for sure that could possibly be in it. Well, four for sure, but Dirk would be an awesome additive to that. I think he would play very well. Even though he's got age, you know, he's still a great shooter. Yeah, not only does that three-point contest sound exciting, but uh, maybe they'll actually get some good people in the dunk contest. Oh it's fucking God. been so weak over the, Like, I don't even think anybody really watches that anymore. But, I think they watch the skills competition and the, um, the three-point contest. And then the all-star game itself. When but. was the last time you seen a good dunk contest with actual good guys? You're like, oh, I know that guy. But now it's like dudes I'm like, who? Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Because The last he good one was like the Kobe one or the Vince Carter one. They're, they've been dumb. But, um, yeah, I might actually go ahead and watch it this year. Especially with the new rules the all-star game got going on. Uh, reportedly, NBA.com um, out of New York says the Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James 
and the Milwaukee Bucks Giannis Akiyombo lead the list <laughs> the of ten players who uh, two guards and three front court players from each conference selected by the fans, the current NBA players, and the media panel um, to start in the 2019 NBA All-Star Game. So, as the All-Star starters who led their respective conferences in fan votes, which obviously is LeBron and Giannis, um, they basically are like team the, the team captains of each conference. So, what will happen is the captains will draft the eight remaining players from the starter pool in the first round, and then all 14 players from the reserve pool in the second round, making selections without regard to a player's conference affiliation or position. The See, I like that. I like that. Yeah, so they're just... You know, it's not just it. like, oh, I have to pick guys from the East because I played for the East and he plays for the West. That's cool. You can pick anybody you want. Mm -hmm. So, it's like a fantasy draft. Yeah. So the team rosters for the 68 uh, NBA All-Star Game will be revealed on TNT in a special NBA All-Star Draft Show, which is Thursday, February 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So it'd be, what, 6 our time, I think? Yeah. Um, so it'd be it's basically Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, and then the game will take place on Sunday, February 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, in Charlotte out of Spectrum Center. Yep, North Carolina. Charlotte needs that money down You can there. also uh, hear the game on ESPN Radio if you'd like. But that should be fun because you know there's going to be a million dunks. Uh, Curry's going to be shooting from half court. Uh, mark should, that down. I bet he shoots at least three from half court. They should make the All-Star game mean something like the... Um, you get a trophy or something. They should make it mean something like a home court advantage. And I mean, it's cool. I mean, they're doing the mix-up, but I think if they just keep it West versus East... They just make it to where um, it actually means something like it does in baseball, and you can uh, play for like the home court advantage or whatever. Because huh. it's based off your seed, right? Yeah. And whoever won the most, like whoever had the best record at the I think kind of like football does. I think they should do it. Um, I think even football should do that to where the, the all-star game starts meaning something. It might be a little more dangerous in football. but Well, they might actually play a little harder if it is worth something instead of just, oh, it's just fucking off and it's one-on-one. -on -one. And just, you know, I don't know. They, they should come up with something, I, I would presume. But, yeah, it should be an exciting All-Star game, especially with them mixing it up like that. Um, like I said, I might actually watch it this year. So Right. Uh, we're going to start a new segment here. It's called This Date in NBA History on nice. Hang Time. we got some goodies. Some uh, important things that happen, not necessarily just like an on-this-day thing, but just crazy, you know, cool facts or stats or records broke or anything like that. i got uh, four good ones for you. It's all that happened on January 30th. First one, it was 1996. The Bulls defeat the Rockets, 98-87, led by Pippett's 28 points and 12 boards, helping the Bulls pass the 10th perfect month in NBA history, meaning they didn't lose a game all month long. Oh, nice. Ten different times, and that's uh, with at least 12 games played in a month, and they were 14-0, and 0, and that's their 10th perfect month. Of course, you know, Michael that's, Jordan helped a lot with those. <laughs> that's so. tight, though. But another 1996, this is an awesome one. 1996, Magic Johnson comes out of retirement. Yes, comes out of retirement five years ago. He retired in 91, if you remember. Helping the Lakers beat the Golden State, 128-118, scoring 19 points, 8 boards, and 10 assists. Almost had a triple-double. Wow. Because, like I said, the last time he played was in the 1991 NBA Finals versus the Bulls and, and Michael Jordan. Five years later and comes out and almost has a triple-double. Right. That's after, crazy. After saying he has, you know, he was, what, HIV positive. Yeah. And couldn't play anymore and all this stuff. And he comes back five years later, balls. And they mm -hmm. win. 
A lot so, of a lot of guys were scared. Um, yeah, to even play with them. Yeah, because they didn't want them bleeding on them, and then they thought they were going to get <laughs> HIV that way. It was ridiculous because it wasn't like a well-known disease at the time, like supposedly. But yet so, he doesn't have it now, and he's been alive for like 20 years after that. Magic Johnson got a cure for AIDS. <laughs> and all the broke motherfuckers pass away. He's got money, man. And uh, two more for you, both in 2002. Carl uh, Malone, Carl Malone, Carl Malone, Carl Malone scored 18 points, beating the Bulls 90 to 78, becoming the second player in NBA history to register 34,000 points, trailing only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he had 38,387. So he's obviously the second highest scorer in NBA history. But on that game back in 2002, 17 years ago, he fucking is the second best of all time. Uh, and last but certainly not least, 2002, the Pistons beat the Hawks, recording their franchise 2,000 win, becoming only the sixth franchise to reach that milestone of 2,000 wins. Of course, the Lakers, Celtics, uh, Knicks, and a couple surprising ones, the 76ers and the Hawks? Yeah, probably the Hawks? when the Hawks had, um, oh God, Elijah Clyde won? the Glide. No, and no that was Blazer. I oh yeah, that was the Blazers. But it was H- Hakeem. I thought they were the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hakeem Elijahwan and um, I just can't remember somebody else. else with Hakeem Elijahwan there. I forgot who it was. But, I was just they like, had some good people. Huh. But yep, that's what happened on January 30th. This date in NBA history on a hang time. That was cool. Um, yeah, this this been a great episode of hang time. Um, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens with Anthony Davis. Still, uh, obviously, you know, we'll bring gonna, you bring any kind of information we know about it. They'll possibly stretch that out for a while. I, I mean, it's good publicity, so they'll probably let it hang in the wind before they even, you know, get an official decision on it. So I think that's the smartest thing to do. If you're if you're the Pelicans organization and he doesn't have an expiring contract until the end of the off season, basically, and he says he's not going to resign, so why not take every offer a Available all the way up till the, till whenever it's the off season, then make your decision. But then at the same time, if you do that, you might miss out on some really good opportunities that might not be there, you know, in the off season that are there now before the trade deadline. You know, I seen on ESPN they were talking about um, it was the Celtics versus the Warriors, and they were calling that the NBA Finals. Do you <laughs> think you think that's true, or it it, it can say none of these trades happen? It's the teams right now. It can very well happen for the Celtics if Kyrie Irving stays healthy and they actually play like they did last year. Because last year they balled. Because they they're were, still number five in the East. Look, they, they went to the, the conference finals last year and lost because, to, in my eyes, they lost because they didn't have Kyrie Irving. And they didn't have Tatum, on, or not Tatum. It was Gordon. Floor. Yeah, Gordon on the floor. Gordon either. Hayward. Yeah. They didn't have him. But he's not as good as a player as obviously Kyrie Irving's status. But if he was there, I think they would have made that the NBA Finals, and they would have gave Golden State a damn good run for their I money. I think so, too. They wouldn't have got swept like LeBron. Oh, definitely not. But we, I think we all know that the Golden State Warriors are probably just going to make the, the Finals again. And I think after this year, I'm going to make a bold statement here, I think after this year, their team gets broke up and guys start going other places. Yeah, I think it'll be the Warriors versus the Raptors this year. Oh, you gonna leave out my my bucks, man? Yeah, I I know. I still think the Rockets have a major chance. They're twenty nine and twenty right now. They got a lot of work to do, and to me, I think we're uh, about halfway through the season, right? Yeah, All Star games halfway through. Yeah. It's kind of like baseball, you know. So, yeah. but hey, stay tuned uh, to other episodes of NBA Hang Time. I'm your boy, Mr. Bradstone. And I'm your boy, T Ball. And we're always here to bring you any NBA stuff. Ask us questions, leave us voicemails, and for sure uh, check us out on all of our other stuff from the Heated Waves Podcast Networking. Peace. Thanks, guys. So I was listening to your guys' segment about uh, um, the Golden State Warriors, or at least part of it, 
I think that Kevin Durant's going to stay. Um, I think that Golden State is going to offer him quite a big sum of money. And, you know, the team is changing with with the Marcus Cousins being on there. I mean, I mean I've heard the talk about Clay Thompson, but I don't think that the Warriors want to mess with that chemistry now that the Warriors have, you know, the size – with DeMarcus Cousins, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if, if if that would be a smart move just to go for a payday and play miserable for a losing team. I mean, you could be pay, getting paid big money, but every NBA player wants to have that dynasty of rings like Michael Jordan does, you know, Scotty Pippen. And I don't think the... Hey, good vibes, Jason, man. I appreciate the call in. Sorry it took me so long to get back to you. Mr. Bradstone here. Uh, I just I feel like Kevin Durant has his championships. He doesn't care about the Michael Jordan chasing that greatness. I believe solely that Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now, even over LeBron James. Even though he's hurt, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just that's my opinion and the way he plays every aspect of his game from defense to offense. Um, I think Kevin Durant is, just like he said in an interview, he said, I'm here to stack money and play basketball. I think he's done chasing rings. He's got, what, three now? Um and I think he's just there to make a big payday. And I don't think Golden State has enough money to offer him, you know, a huge contract that what he's wanting to make a bunch of bank and making money, you know. So I think he may explore it next year and go somewhere else. Now, I know Steph Curry's going to be locked down, and Clay Thompson may go somewhere else as well. Those guys all got championships. I don't know if they're all chasing, you know, Michael Jordan's greatness or not, more so money and to be the number one guy.